Welcome to Greycast, exploring the world of Greyhawk one podcast at a time. This podcast is all about bringing the classic world of Greyhawk setting to life through Greyhawk creators, Greyhawk lore, Greyhawk streamers, Greyhawk stories, and of course the vibrant Greyhawk community of gamers. Thank you for tuning in and let the exploration of Dungeons & Dragons' most classic and revered setting, the world of Greyhawk, begin now. Hey Greyhawkians, it's time for another episode of Greycast. Welcome aboard. It is your friends Wiley Hobbit and Mateus. How are we doing, friend? Hey, hey. We're going to take a different tack. You know, we've been talking deities and stuff for, gosh, a long time now. And uh, we've got that out of our system, sort of, until it's back. Uh, and in the meantime, we're going to take a look at holidays. Um, more specifically, winter holidays, since it is, uh, you know, January, it'll be February, close to February, I think, by the time this, you're listening to this. And so we're going to hit Needfest, because that's the winter holiday in the Greyhawk uh, calendar. And so that's what we're going to talk about. And I think Mateus is going to kind of maybe approach it from a player's perspective and, and I'll maybe try to approach it a little bit from a, some ideas on, on using it as a DM in a game. Uh, but first we need to kind of just explore kind of the lore, like what on earth is Needfest? Um, so let's, let's do that. Um, sure. It starts at the new year. It's actually a seven day thing. As many of the festivals in Greyhawk are there, there's like a week, at the uh at some point during each kind of quarter um where a major um gray hawk wide if you will uh festival or holiday or celebration kind of with the seasons um takes place and this particular one is a, a seven day period and it's it marks the changing of the calendar right from last year to this year sort of a new year uh ideal um Merchants are wrapping up their uh, bookkeeping, you know, wrapping up the year end, if you will, uh, in in terms of, you know, in Greyhawk equivalent terms, uh, getting their taxes together. Interesting that times out with uh, Growfest in the springtime or when taxes are due. Um, of course, here on Earth, right, they're due April 15th in the U.S. I'm not sure about Canada, Mateus, when your taxes are due. Is it springtime as well? So it must be a yep, uni that's right. universal thing. Um, so there's this thing called Sunseb that occurs just before Needfest, and that's when the, the merchants are, are counting their, their shekels and so forth, getting ready to wrap up their annual year. Um, and so the, the start of uh, new products, new uh, things of wood and cloth and stone and metal that will be sold in the coming year are prepared, and, and all of that kind of comes to an end during Needfest. And in Greyhawk in particular, um, and I think, for the for the reference I'm looking at, um, talks about Greyhawk. I think what they mean by that is in the free city of Greyhawk. Right. Um, and, and you're looking a, at for those playing the home game. He's looking at the same thing I'm looking at. That's uh, Roger Moore's The Adventure Begins. Mm -hmm. um, I've got the the uh, uh, reprint from Drive Through. Um, 
but on page 40, it's got one, two, three pages, three whole pages uh, filled on info on Needfest. Gotta love it. It's a it's a big festival. It's a big one. Um, and it talks about like that that whole it's a seven day thing and it's it's a public holiday and stuff is like closed unless it has something to do with entertainment and celebration. Um, basically, I think the premise behind this is it's a great time to celebrate life um, when the weather is most miserable. I guess when we are perhaps at our greatest need for joy and mirth and merriment right at the the peak of the winter season uh food that's been stored away from harvest is is laid out for banquets and dinners um you know all the taverns all of the uh, gambling halls whatever is in your game for uh entertainment and merriment are all uh bursting at the seams with revelers um you know that even the nobles um welcome their servants, the tenants on their lands, their vassals, how whatever the arrangement is, welcome them to the, say, the castle or the manor uh, during one of those nights during the week for a meal and a get together. Uh, it's kind of the annual, everyone, you know, gets together, hashes out their stuff, collects news, shares information. Um, pretty, pretty big deal. Lots of um, overindulgence and that yes. kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And it, I thought it was really interesting that they've, uh, you know, they have ever um, some middle class people take evergreen branches and mm -hmm. decorate their house with evergreen branches and with yellow candles. Why? To show the triumph of life through hard times. Um, so th that's kind of cool. We're, we're familiar. Some of this stuff should should sound sound familiar to us. And yeah, fact, it feels a little bit like the approach to Lent to me, like uh, Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, you know, everything as it lines up prior to Ash Wednesday in the the uh, uh, Christian tradition where we kind of one little like Mardi Gras, that one weekend of, of reveling in New Orleans before we lock it down for repentance and self-reflection as we prepare for the miracle of Easter, you know, in the Christian right. faith. Um, a lot very of, a similar. Lot a lot of the the details uh described by Roger Moore here uh, of Needfest they they come right out of actual medieval celebrations um some of these details are from various um medieval feast days um little bit little bit from here little bit from there spun with a new with a new twist and kind of woven to a new tapestry and if you're familiar with um the medieval um feasts this 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 fits you know kings there you know there's there was a day in in medieval society where everybody was equal and you know so they they've taken some real world ideas and run with them in a different in a completely fantasy setting and that's really cool absolutely is absolutely is and it's stuff you know we can kind of all relate to um i like that there are elements um that go down to kind of the day level. Um, let's see, what did I see there? Um, man, I just saw something. I lost it. As you're looking for that, um, I think it's interesting <clears throat> how how the different deities, different religions, 
kind of half-heartedly participate in this. So this is right. not this is not in Greyhawk a religious ceremony, a celebration. This is a a festival, um, more like uh you know Oktoberfest or something right where, meant where to be seasonal and secular yeah. seasonal and secular and the different religions respond accordingly they kind of you know um th they'll take uh, advantage of the time and, and you know they'll they'll have sermons and and uh you know feasts and they'll give stuff away you know bread to the poor and and uh and these kinds of things and and, and so but it's a secular it's not a, this is in Greyhawk. This is a secular uh, feast, not a religious one. Although right, right. The, there, one of the days does have some religious connotations for worshippers of Celestan, uh, the darkest night there. Yes, that would be the evening of Needfest God's Day. If I'm uh, catching which, where you're going with that, right? It's uh, right. Needfest fourth, when the uh, the only moon Selene is visible in the sky uh, since Luna is in the new phase. And so it's midwinter night also may, uh, mentioned uh, uh, called Handmaiden's Glory or the Dim Night. And this is, as you said, a holy night for the priests of Celestian who conduct all night services, watching the moon, stargazing. Um, and they do this at the Gray College Observatory. What I thought was interesting is in this passage, they mention how uh, mages will make adjustments to the weather itself to make sure that the viewing is good so you could see Selene. <laughs> but then that kind of annoys the druids who look at this as a very holy sacred night as they gather at the stone ring outside of the free city um, by the druids gate for, for their stuff. So here we have the, the secular mages lending their aid to help the celebration. But, you know, it's like you can't help one without, you know, pissing off another. Um, they mess with the weather. And so, of course, the druids aren't going to be you know, thrilled with that. But that that's one of the examples of a specific day is is given to a specific celebration. The other one I noticed, you kind of mentioned it, um, God's Day, the fourth of Needfest. Um, the the religious in the city, the 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 churches of Rao and Pelor and St. Cuthbert kind of reenact the way they fed the refugees following the Greyhawk War and they give out free bread um from booths down at the low market to needy folks in the old city sector of the free city of Greyhawk to kind of re-enact or maybe as a remembrance of, of you know, how things got after the Greyhawk Wars. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Now let's talk about Needfest 7, the 7th of Needfest, the Feast of Fools. This, ah, is, this is my day, Feast of Fools. <laughs> <laughs> I have a holiday. It, it's in the evening. It's held from five in the evening until midnight. Um, all the clocks are precisely timed with magic. Um, and, and then you have the Feast of Fools. And it's it's a holiday um, that was instituted it, for the, the free city. And it's not it's it's not done in some of the other cities like um, um, Elmshire. Um, it, it's is specific to the free city of Greyhawk. It was established by Zagig. Um, who is now the demigod Zagig the right uh, the mad mage, the mad mage. Yep. Um, um, who's got a tower somewhere or a, a castle? Yep. Isn't that a isn't that a product somewhere by somebody? Castle that could be a thing. Yeah, the dungeon castle of the mad Z mage. Yeah, castle Zagig. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, um, so this is where 
the every there's the big reversal in society the high are made low um there's everybody uh, does the paradox of being of being the opposite um you know um and and uh, this is this is um kind of neat and um because of this you've got the the thieves guild and the assassins guild are on are on watch duty that night and they're they're um sneaking around the city dressed up as folk making certain making sure that people don't use this time of revelry and, and opposites where you know um to, to um to, that people don't use this as, as an opportunity to uh, cause trouble. I like it. I'm like I said, feast of fools. That's that's my holiday right there. Absolutely. So you have things like 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 judges judges are are judged by by fools and uh, uh, you know anything you you can think of that that's opposite um, is is done. One of the other things, because um, again, this whole week is is intended to be festival celebration, you know, overindulgence, if you will. Again, very Mardi Gras like, but the uh, the city, the free city of Greyhawk, still conducts uh, some business. They they have their first quarterly meeting with all of the foreign ambassadors to the city who are in Greyhawk. They still hold that meeting on Needfest one. Um, and it could be as long, you know, looking at some of this information, it could go as long as a few days if there are, you know, significant things on the agenda, if you will, or maybe a crisis, uh, is, is underway, something like that. Um, so it's interesting that they kind of juxtapose this big heavy duty meeting, um, on top of, uh, on top of Needfest. As far as from a kind of from a dm's perspective um i feel like this is an open sandbox um if you wish to create adventure during the week of Needfest or out of the week of Needfest, i mean you have the feast of fools maybe maybe some awful um some ill-intended being or individual um you know conceals themselves and and finds their way into the city and, and causes some sort of maybe a great heist or a theft or the assassination of a one of the uh, diplomats who's there to be participating in the quarterly meeting with the lord mayor um gosh that i mean just a couple things like that come to mind um the chaos of the streets in the free city of greyhawk um you could you could do something really great with your thieves guild right um perhaps a thieves guild from divers um, send some some members to wreak havoc during the chaos, um, you know, amongst the Thief Guild of Greyhawk, or maybe they impersonate and do things in the free city of Greyhawk in the person of the local Thieves Guild, thus causing the you know local constabulary to assume that the Greyhawk Thieves Guild is is at the root of the the situation, and all along it's been some you know uh, some some divers uh, thieves. Uh, just no end of the uh opportunity it, i think for adventure and use yeah like you said using the the chaos of the the revelry as cover for something else that, that sounds like that sounds like uh while having to make sure you're not detected by the hidden assassins mm -hmm. uh <laughs> watching you um 
Yeah, that's, maybe, that's that sounds like a lot of fun. Maybe you're a priest who's come to proselytize your faith during Needfest when all the folks will be gathered in the common and public places in the city. Now's your opportunity for a, a kind of a captive audience. You could do that, and maybe maybe that uh, that proselytizer has been killed or abducted. Uh, uh, there's there's all manner of opportunity that you can use Needfest to to start your campaign or have your campaign. Maybe take a break from the high pressure uh, hero's life and, and just uh, spend some time in a more celebratory mode. Um, I've been a part of both as DM and as, as a player of parties who like to, you know, experience the festival uh, atmosphere where they want to try their hand at games of chance or games of skill, or just maybe they want to do some, uh, you know, shopping, or maybe some of them are merchants. They wish to come in and, and uh, negotiate trade deals with other merchants. Um, so as a DM, you just need to kind of think a little bit about the the setting, the, the, where you're located, uh, the free city. You, I mean, and it doesn't have to be the free city. I mean, there are all, I think, all the major cities uh, within at least the central Flannes or any cities who have a relationship with the free city of Greyhawk probably celebrate this festival in one form or another. Um, you could do it in Divers or Verbabank. Yeah. yeah. And it it details how the, the the feast is slightly different in the different cities that are in the domain of Greyhawk. And that means that there's free reign for you to customize the feast mm -hmm. to your, to your city. Right. Yeah. So if, if your city's, if you're playing in, I don't know, um, neural or I don't know, uh, some other city somewhere, um, salt marsh <laughs> um it might look completely different and and it might have some common elements and you can um adapt it to that local culture i think as a, as a player um you uh, definitely you know you're coming off of maybe you're coming off of some big dungeon or crawl and, and this is supposed to be your downtime and the dm sets this up as you know downtime for for the players in and you're gonna have this big party meanwhile um so so you're you're, you're trying to get your character in the mind of you know oh i'm going to uh you know enjoy the, the 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 festivities and the party and i'm gonna you know and meanwhile the d the dm wraps you up in a uh <laughs> in some sort of adventure in the midst of this party and and as a mm -hmm. player uh your character is probably pretty disappointed that <laughs> they're being um taken away from the the the, the booze and the food and, and the fun yep, time to go work yep. time to, time to go work you know maybe you're you know you're you're you know you're running off to adventure with sword in one hand and big leg of leg of lamb in the other right maybe you're a paladin of um uh like foltis i think is a pretty rigid faith if memory serves um and you scoff at all the revelry, revelry and merrymaking. Maybe that's your, you know, your your play as a as a character experiencing Needfest, or you're a very pious priest of Saint Cuthbert, whose only focus is to pass out as many loaves of bread to the needy as as you can during the week. And you're pulled away uh, on this, or some some kids get into your bread stash and and ruin it, or steal it, make off, you know, just no end of the opportunity for um fun and adventure i think and, um, and at the table 
and since um in the free city of Greyhawk, everybody is required to take place to 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 it says that everybody's required to yeah. to, to to participate in um in need fest <laughs> that presents an opportunity for, to play a character who does not want to party who wants right. to be left alone but now exactly a, <laughs> it's like the introvert's worst nightmare <laughs> you know like the very very studious monk or pious priest like oh, I hate need fest. you know here we are again um you could create create a, quite a lot of drama um think of the politics with the um the meeting the quarterly meeting taking place at the lord mayor's palace um, the political opportunity, you know, if you're playing a character who maybe a, uh, an inquisitor mastermind thief or a, uh, sage, something sagely along those lines, again, maybe a cleric who's a priest with an agenda in a powerful church in, you know, in Greyhawk. Um, there's, there's all of that. I love that idea of the feast of fools, or I've also seen it written the feast of unreason, um, where things kind of flip around and the, People of the streets take on the the judging and the uh, law enforcement, if you will. They kind of you know disguise themselves amongst the nobles and, and kind of reverse of roles. Um, that's a huge opportunity um, for both player and DM to uh, to create no end of um, you know adventure at the table. I think this would be a fun a fun feast to be a priest of Oli Damara. Um, <laughs> because this would be like straight up a, a priest of Oli Damara's alley because the, you know, the, the, the God of revelry and, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, brewing things. Those are probably your organizers, right? Your, uh, <laughs> your festival organizers to kind of equate it to modern day. That's right. You know, things. Oh, can, now there is an idea for a campaign. You're approached one week ahead of time by the, the by your party adventuring party is approached by the city council to organize need fest need fest oh that's painful <laughs> yeah man that's a tall task or maybe need fest gets ruined by some uh you know marauding band of of uh you know bandits or roving monsters you know maybe you're in a smaller town that's with right. a much more muted version of need fest and and things are are thrown a wrench is thrown oh yeah by some tragedy or or you're beset by you know maybe some illness uh maybe maybe something happens with uh all of the bread um right. know, something is put in the bread dough um or the beer um by arrival to the the village priest or something you know i mean you could just go crazy Oh yeah, the, the guards, the guards, uh, the guards have a couple. Of, the guards who are supposed to be watching the ramparts uh, have one too many ales, and, and right. down down they go. And wouldn't you know it? Just as they went down, some some hooded shadowy figure unlocks the the, the town gate, and uh, in comes that roving band that everybody's been worried about. Oh, convenient, yeah, yep. Whoops, total accident. Yeah, that's maybe there is an insider amongst the guards. I mean, that's the the level of of twisting, turning tales you can, you know, go to with something as wide open as a large a large celebration like this. And what's kind of neat in the Greyhawk calendar is there's a festival. Uh, as I mentioned, there's there's kind of a festival at every, um, what do you call it? At every quarter, if you will. Um, 
Needfest at the beginning of the first quarter. The month is called Fire Seek. Apparently it's cold, so they seek fire. Uh, Grow Fest, and then you have Rich Fest in the summer between months six and seven. And then Brew Fest, which is also the harvest time. So you have these sort of these quarterly things. But I like the idea of taking a particular faith and using that faith as a twist on the festival. Like perhaps the town, you know, like uh, for the, the example of Hamlet, um, mm. the, the church in Hamlet is to St. Cuthbert. So maybe the entire need fest um, is kind of built around the um, dogma of St. Cuthbert um, and around the church of St. Cuthbert there in Hamlet. And in the case of Hamlet, of course, you have the two benefactors, Burn and I can't remember the who is this the warrior that they have the tower in Hamlet. Um, everybody listening is going, "Oh, it's so and so," and I can't think of his name right now. But um, they would probably have some twist on what Hamlet's version of Needfest would look like, or perhaps that's the time when the hoity-toits from Verbabank come down. They've chosen to celebrate Needfest in Hamlet this year, much to the chagrin of most of the uh, locals as they roll their eyes as all the fancy pants come into town and, and take up uh, all the best rooms at the uh, Inn of the Welcome Wench. Um, but I like the idea of a local twist on Needfest. They give you enough uh, kind of sandbox rudimentary ideas, but you can definitely twist it to suit whatever's present in your in your you know campaign or in your location i like narwhal's frostbite run it's a fun mm. idea that's the frostbite run uh, on free day it, it is where the contestants are are, are clad only in loincloths and boots mm. and they race around the town walls three times cheered by the by the maniacally drunk uh citizens and, and the winner gets a small kettle of gold coins that's nice. I, th I think that the uh, maniacally drunk citizens should be throwing uh, little pans and pots of cold water on the racers as they race by. Uh, you know, if you're going to make them race, let's get some ice going. Let's get some cold water. Let's make this a uh, one of those kind of uh, uh, endurance slash obstacle. <laughs> you know, if we're going to make this a frosty run or whatever you called it, let's really, you know, let's do this. You run over a patch of ice, right? Well, give me a dexterity saving throw, that's please. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, that's a great example of making this thing local and customized to your campaign. Um, so again, a different element of D and D to kind of look at. I know for my part as a DM, I've never really thought much about incorporating a festival into my game. I've played in a couple uh, of games where that has, um, been part of the story and it's been really fun um, it's a great way to introduce the party to npcs or bbes um, you know big baddies or or whatever the case may be um, it's a great way to introduce political intrigue um, the haves versus the have-nots or some you know evil uh, purposed uh, npc uh, but it's a great way to really um, throw some twists and turns into your campaign is to do it through the celebration and I'm air quoting celebration of a, an important festival. Absolutely. And, and for players, it, it, it's a, a chance um, to let players role play a little bit more. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. you know, it, it, it might be a, especially good um, to throw in after, after you've had a couple sessions of a dungeon crawl. Yeah. Um, 
um, and you've done the combat and the, you know, now not a lot of role playing because you're, you're in dungeon and crawl mode and that can get taxing. And so breaking it up with a festival might be mm -hmm. a good thing for the players yeah. to, to, to stretch it, their role playing muscles. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be all, uh, carousing and converting and ridiculous role play. You know, you may have a party of players, player, actual people who don't care for, sometimes the lighter side of D and D and the fun and the goofiness, they're serious players, you know, um, but you could put all you could put puzzles. You could have somebody get pickpocketed and now there's a chase and we're running through the streets. I mean, there are mechanics for these things. Um, you know, maybe the assailant is winged. Um, so they've flown up onto the rooftops and the party's trying to catch it. You know, you could, you could present them with some sort of a puzzle that is timed or they get themselves stuck somewhere, uh, perhaps entirely innocently or they stumble upon uh something rather uh dark um in the in the uh process of celebrating the festival so you could use it to hide or unveil if you will uh, a plot twist that way or just give a little bit of excitement some yeah i, I ran a uh, a game when i first started streaming D, D. we had a it was a festival in town and we spent an entire session doing uh skills and games of chance and uh yeah, the, the party had a blast i thought it was going to be this oh yeah there's a festival going on like a nice backdrop to the narrative and we ended up you know spending an entire session that spilled into the next session and these are you know three hour stream sessions just doing festival things um games of skill games of chance drinking um discussions that occur between characters uh meeting a couple of important npcs um, all of which actually was technically in the narrative, uh, and I'm air quoting again, downtime. Um, right. That ended up driving some things in the narrative that popped up later uh, down the road in the story. And, you know, I, when, you, when you say, talk about these things, I immediately think of um, the old uh, stories that we all know from Robin Hood. Remember the, the the story of they had the festival and the festival included an archery competition, and he goes in there disguised as an art. You know, he wins the golden arrow and and things. You know, uh, and it's a trap for him because uh, you know the sheriff knows he's going to be there. You know, so there's a long tradition of um, oh, yeah. of of hijinks going down at a. Um, at a festival and yep. um when uh, when when a dm throws these kinds of things at at players it gives players a chance to to be creative oh i'm gonna yep. go disguised i'm gonna you know uh it, it's a it's a chance to to do something a little bit different other than swing hit miss right yeah less straightforward than than combat i mean we all have a good dungeon crawl and all that absolutely but, but today's players like a variety of things and that's that's an area as a dm i can stretch myself for sure um as far you know you could present a puzzle something they have to solve put a little time pressure on it could be something as simple as just a a, a thing they've signed up to do as a part of the festival celebration or it could be a thing that they discover that becomes uh you know vital to the narrative well, you because um, we you all have, have people in our game who love to solve puzzles. I've never been one of those because I'm just not mentally good at that. Um, but we all have people at our table who love to, you know, get knee deep in a good brain teaser. You know what? You have a built-in timer, five p.m. till midnight for the for the right. 
so it's the if, festival if, of fools, fools. Yeah. so yeah. so i mean you, you know you know however you want to handle time in your game mm -hmm. uh if do if you want to do that with real time or or but you a timer is always a good thing sure um and, it just and so, adds pressure immediate just instant pressure yeah. yeah, and so you have a built-in timer with 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, well, and since it's arranged in the festival, it even says in there they keep track very carefully, magically, right? Right. Um, so to put that on top of it, like something's going to change at the end of that five hours, or something expires, or goes away, or starts, or um, you know, just that your own imagination is kind of your limit when it comes to that. It could be something dangerous is going to occur that they're trying to prevent. Um, you know, maybe it's a situation disguised as a game, but you turn out through the course of playing in it that someone's actually at risk of being robbed or killed or spirited away, or maybe something just goes horribly wrong during a game. Some of the magic, uh, you know, unravels, goodness knows, right? That happens. Or, uh, you know, some kind of a rift to a, uh, less than desirable plane is somehow mistakenly opened or on purpose um and and some sort of just darkness uh comes comes into play um so there's just a bajillion then and that's an official dungeon mastering term there's a bajillion things you can do in the uh setting of a, an important seasonal festival absolutely and it gives i like what you said there Mateus. it gives your players a chance to do something other than hack and slash um and you know loot for treasure um, it gives your um, thinkers and your puzzle solvers a thing to jam on if if need be, or your romantically inclined bards. You know, <laughs> we're going into need fest. I'm looking for love. You know, whatever the case may be. Um, but it but it provides an opportunity for the DM to give the players a variety of experiences, and that's you know I feel like that's one of the elements of being a successful DM that you're striking a chord for each person at your table. Um, cause we all have different things we like to do. They're all playing different characters most of the time. Um, and it gives the DM an opportunity in one sort of enclosed period of time and, and setting to, to try to, to find things that appeal to the entire group on an individual basis. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it, and it, it, it you have the advantage to, to do this in an urban setting. Right. Um, and, and so with an urban setting big small there's plenty of rooms houses um, npcs npcs oh, um um tons of tons of fun um as play, players if you're in a big oh, city you know this, all the faiths this, are in play this is a great time for players to really throw curveballs at the dm like dm can prepare only so much for a thing like this because a, right. a player can can oh i'm gonna go I'm going to go into this place and, mm -hmm. and the DM's like, crap. That's what always <laughs> scares me. I'm just going to be absolutely brutally honest, right? That's what's always shied me away from running in an urban setting is trying to be reasonably prepared. And I'm a big fan of the whole lazy DM and having, you know, three ideas and, you know, kind of following that formula, but in an urban environment, particularly in a festival when there's a, again, a bajillion things going on, that's always scared me as a DM from, you know, just embracing it fully because I'm afraid, you know, you know how the party is. You got these three really good ideas as a DM and they always choose option four and you're scrambling. <laughs> Son of a, right? Okay, I think I have a book for that. Or, oh, I think I got a file saved on my computer for that. I could just, you know, wing it from there. Um, 
but you know maybe if you take some time as a dm to really plan out a number of strings they can pull and place them very clearly in front of the party and be ready you know give yourself some prep time and really plan it out you could probably do some really spectacular things with that that whole idea of a festival i think a published city would probably work really well for this yeah. somewhere where every house everything's keyed keyed yeah. and you yeah. the dm you can just flip or or scroll to the right spot mm -hmm. and and you know maybe you have a table uh, a, a a table, a random table, a couple of random tables of NPC names that you can mix up. Yep. Uh, uh, maybe. Well, I'm a big fan. Of, I like to pre-create NPCs and have them show up in the encounter, so I can vocalize them a little bit, give some some thought to them. Um, but yeah, the more you have those kind of those resources, like you're saying, at your at your fingertips, um, it's a great way to go. You know, I was just thinking, you could, the the DM could plan certain things like if you're thinking about those seven hours of, of the um the, oh the, the fools feast, yeah yeah um, feast of the fools yeah <laughs> you could have certain you could have have it timed and then have certain things keyed to certain hours like maybe mm -hmm. five or six events throughout the city okay a you know uh, a riot will break out over in the traders mm -hmm. ward at right at 10 a, 10 p.m you know and you can have a whole bunch of things like that and, and just see what happens as they go through I, 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 the opportunities for for a thing like this can be really fun i think both, absolutely both for dms and for players yeah absolutely so i hope that this as we wrap up here i hope that this has given you some ideas i know uh, Mateus and i like to just sometimes get on here and riff off of a topic or off of one another um you know, if you're following along in any of the published resources we mentioned, you can probably tell really quickly that we're literally reading from some stuff. Um, but we end up having some pretty good riff conversations. So I hope from the DM perspective that this gets you thinking of ways to incorporate. And it doesn't have to be a week-long, ginormous thing like Needfest. But, but the idea of a festival or a some sort of a celebration in some sort of setting. I hope that this kind of whets your appetite as a DM and maybe I know it's kind of gotten me a little bit closer to over my fear of trying this um, at one of my tables. So uh, I hope that's done the same for you. And players, if, if you're a player in the Greyhawk game and you want a festival, talk to your DM. Hey, yeah, can we, can we try a fest festival sometime in the future? See if your DM will run one. And well, and you know, to me as a player, um, everything is an RP opportunity. Absolutely. Um, even if you're not big on RPing or you're playing a kind of a reclusive or introverted sort of character, there, man, does there's all kind of RP opportunity in a festival environment for the highly introverted you know, or maybe even socially anxious. You know, lean into that and and make that a thing, make that a part of the narrative, um, and run with it. Um, you know, going against the grain at the table. You know, obviously in a respectful manner and all. I mean, that's part of really fun RP um, as a player. Um, that's why you made your character that way. So lean into that. You know, it's okay to be like, God, I don't want to go to the. You're just you people are just going to get drunk and waste your money. Blah, blah, blah. You know, lean into that, and, and who knows what'll come of that. You know, <laughs> any DM right. worth their salt observing that's going to have to try and you know twist that a little bit and pull that string for you. Um, so yeah, and I think that's what I like about the. Uh, the whole festival thing is just the, the, the opportunity that, that presents itself both for players and DMs. So hopefully you, uh, you come away with some ideas. 
on both sides of the table, both sides of the DM screen. Um, yeah, so think about that, festivals. And again, this was just Needfest. Uh, there are four main festivals in Greyhawk, but don't you know use those as guides. Um, don't get uh, too beholden to the structure or the detail of that. Let that inspire you and create your own uh, festival, whether you're in a town of, of uh, you know, 20,000 uh, folks or you're in a just a small little uh, crossroads with, with eight families in a tavern. Um, there, there's ways to do this stuff. So until next time, uh, Mateus, any last uh, words around festivals or no, celebrations? Enjoy the festival. All right. Yeah. And, and drink responsibly, by the way. <laughs> Remember <laughs> players, drink, yeah, responsibly. drink responsibly. Uh, okay. We'll be good to each other. Be nice out there. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks with more uh, Greyhawk stuff. So take care. Thanks for hanging out with us. You've been listening to the Greycast podcast, where we explore the world of Greyhawk one podcast at a time. Mateus and I are excited to share our passion for the world of Greyhawk with each of you. We'll drop episodes every other Monday featuring all things Greyhawk. Please refer us to all your cool, nerdy Greyhawkian friends and allies, even your most hated enemies at the gate. You can find our podcast on Spotify and be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Greycast576 to keep up with Greycast. Until next time, remember, it's a dangerous business going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to.